Praise the Lord. How many appreciate Pastor Jeremiah and Amy and Freedom Ministries? Hallelujah. Keep praying uh, for that work. And uh, just know more importantly than anything that you're not alone. Hallelujah. How many um, know that we're not fighting battles alone? So don't allow yourself to do that. Whatever you're going through, make sure uh, we fight it together. Hallelujah. If you would, turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And I think I mentioned this a little bit last week. Eddie um, actually concluded his prayer with, Lord, I pray that this would be transformative. And that word transformative is actually what the message is about today. So uh, let's uh, really tune our hearts into what the Lord's saying this morning. It says, but we all, how many of us in the Lord? All, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. And we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. Here's a New Living Translation. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we're being changed into His glorious image. King James Version says it this way, But we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would, um, Lord, make this come alive in every heart, Lord God, that we would be exactly what that verse says we are. And, uh, Lord, we would grab a hold of it as a promise that's real and true today, Lord God. Father, I pray that you hide me, Lord God, that you put an anointing, Lord, that uh, I wouldn't otherwise have in myself. But, Lord, it would be like your words coming from your mouth to our hearts, Lord God. Father, I pray right now that your anointing would be on this word. And, Lord, I bind every um, um, spirit that would hinder, Lord. And, Lord, I release your glory in this sanctuary today, Lord. And to those who are listening online, Lord, I pray that you put your anointing upon it. In your name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Title of my message is Metamorphosis, Life Change. Metamorphosis. In that scripture, um, the one that I read initially, it said we're being transformed. Uh, the second one I read, it says we're being changed. Uh, the King James says... We're being changed into his same image. So we're beholding his glory. But it says while we're looking at his glory as if in a mirror, as in a glass, um, it says we ourselves are being changed into his glory. And as you begin to look at that word, that word is uh, metamorpho in the Greek, which you recognize as the word metamorphosize. And so as we look at that word, um, only one thing usually comes to our mind when we think of metamorphosis. 
You know, it means to be changed completely, and the two forms don't look the same. And what we think of when we hear that word is literally that caterpillar. And how many have ever taken a caterpillar and actually physically um, watched it go through its change? How many have ever actually seen that? It's really a neat science project, maybe one of the greatest science projects you can ever have. And when I was a little kid, I did it one time. Uh, My mother helped me take a caterpillar. We put it in a jar. We put a piece of aluminum foil on it. And it was a monarch butterfly. But initially, it was that ugly little caterpillar. And we put it in the glass jar. And he finally got fat enough to get uh, to the point where he was ready to change. Right? And then he found a leaf on a little uh, twig that we put in there, crawled up that little stalk of that twig, attached himself to a leaf, spun himself in a little silk cocoon, and then just stayed. And oh boy, the agonizing time that went by. And it takes somewhere between 10 to 14 days of almost like a mummy. How many know it looks like death? And then all of a sudden you see this struggle and this fight. And to my little eyes, I thought I was a magician because I put this thing in captivity, you know. And I began to watch it struggle and fight and, and man, a beautiful monarch butterfly from that hairy little creature, that little chubby monster that I put in there, I look inside and there's a beautiful monarch butterfly. What a wonderful thing of creation. And so we went outside to take a picture and the aluminum foil flew off of the uh, container before we took a picture and he flew away. (laughs) That's not how I planned it to be. (laughs) But, But how many know that God used this word because he's trying to show us the quality of the beginning and the end. He's trying to show you how much different you are compared to what he wants you to be. He has no other word that he can use to describe what he's promising you. And we... As creatures, in fact, the Bible actually says, Jacob, uh, it says we're like a worm. Now, why does God even notice us? Why does God even consider us? Uh, right now, we're lower than the angels, but one day we'll be raised up in glory and honor above the angels. How many know that? And so God's trying to get in our spirit, what is the difference between you before Christ and you after Christ? And the word that they use is metamorphosize. That's the only word the Bible um, can think of that fully and adequately describes how different you are before Christ and how different you are after Christ. And this process doesn't end with this life. In fact, um, the beauty, when we see Christ face to face, the Bible says we won't be looking in a mirror anymore. We'll see him face to face and we'll be like him. In fact, there'll be no sin, there'll be no death. 
There'll be none of that in us anymore. The Bible says that we're going to be like him when we see him face to face. And when that trumpet blows, church, we're going to be changed in the moment. In the twinkling of an eye, we're going to be transformed from what we are now to something that we can't even imagine if we trust in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So in order to understand the change that God wants to do in you today, in fact, that scripture says all of us that are believing in Christ are going to have this metamorphosis. And in order to change it, we have to really look at this example of metamorphosis. And I was reading this article, it says this, until recently, the only way to study a caterpillar and how it changes into a butterfly was to cut open the chrysalis. How many know what that is? That's that little sack that I was telling you about that's covered in silk, and it's there for about 10 to 14 days. The only way they could study it previously was to cut it open, which is not good. Because when you cut it open, it has fatal results. But a recent issue of National Geographic reported that new micro CT scans show how metamorphosis takes place. So they can actually watch it and examine it, and it just is shocking what they see. It goes on and it says, Metamorphosis is such a radical change in form and function that animals go through the process, but most of us, What we know about metamorphosis, even though frogs, sea urchins, wasps, and beetles go through it, most of what we know is from caterpillars. Scientists are only beginning to grasp the miracle of what happens inside there. New research shows that the insect has such a makeover that it is a mix of destruction of its old ways of being and thinking, combined with a new way of being and thinking. The article goes on and it says certain cells die and certain body parts atrophy. Meanwhile, cells in place since the caterpillar's birth begin to rapidly expand. The adult emerges, listen to this, completely remodeled, capable of flight and possessing a completely rewired brain. Hallelujah. Man, one person's excited. How many would think that we need a renovation? We need to be a whole new creature. Things, Certain things need to go away. Certain old habits need to go away. In fact, it says that they exchange their thinking. It says they exchange their habitat. Their habitat's not the same anymore. In fact, before they were inchworms. You know why they call them an inchworm? Because they move an inch at a time. They don't go very far. Their habitat doesn't stretch very far. They don't move to too many places, you know. They just kind of crawl on their belly and, and you know, and they're made to live a certain way and then their mind is, certain way, is, is made to think a certain way. But something happens inside the chrysalis that they don't think the same anymore. Their habitat's not the same anymore. Their habits aren't the same anymore. They just, everything about them is rewired, including their mind. Do you think maybe God's trying to tell us something today? Because so many times I see people say, yes, I am of the faith of Christianity. How many have ever heard this? 
What religion are you? I'm of the faith of Christianity. I go to a Christian gathering. I mean, no, this isn't what God's called us to be. He's called us to be in a Christian gathering. He's called us to be among fellow believers. But all of those believers are supposed to be metamorphosized. That God is changing them. That we are being made more and more into His glory. And we're changing. And we're growing. And we're becoming different creatures that don't act the same anymore. And by studying what this metamorphosis is... I think it's going to give us insight on what God's calling us to be. He's not calling you to a religion. He's not calling you to just read a book. He's calling you to get those words inside of you, get stuff full of it. And then he wants to see some change. He wants to see somebody that thinks different, somebody that looks different, somebody whose habits are different, somebody whose habitats are different. You say, well, wait a minute, I want to keep my same habitat. I like inchworming my way around town. I mean, no, God wants to make you different and it's better. Who would want to be a caterpillar when you could be a butterfly? Come on now, somebody agree with me here. I got one person over here that's excited about this message. I got two over here, right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many want the most that we can get from this, this, this relationship with Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Good preaching. I'm, I'm happy. So let's look at these stages. How does God do it? Well, he doesn't leave us without any information. He uses the word again. I think I read it last week. Don't be conformed to the world, meaning don't get put in the world's mold. I mean, no, if we don't accept what Jesus has for us, we're in the world's mold. We're all going to look the same, act the same. We've got different interests, but it's all going to basically be the same. He says, don't be like that. Don't be conformed to the world, Romans 12, 2. But be transformed. That's that word again, metamorphosis. Be transformed, well, how? By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. How many know that the way that God begins to make you a new creature to metamorphosize you is by renewing your mind? He begins to tell you to look into the mirror and the mirror is the image of Jesus Christ and you see what he looks like and you begin to behold what he looks like and then he begins to change you and you begin to look like Jesus. You say, well, what's that look like? That means that the way that I treat people, the way that I love people, shouldn't look the way I look. It should look the way he looks. You say, well, man, I'm trying to follow a pastor. I'm trying to follow a friend. Or I'm trying to follow this person who's my hero. And Jesus says, no, it's not going to work. Even Paul said, follow me as I follow him. God is trying to say, look into the mirror, see what he looks like, and begin to try to look like his character, try to look like his person. And if you'll do that, if you'll get in the word and say, man, today I don't look like Jesus Christ. How many know that it'll change your anger issues? It'll change your bitterness issues. It'll change your unforgiveness issues. How many know that by beholding him every day, you will be changed to look like him and you'll begin to metamorphosize? So let's look at how drastic metamorphosis is. 
We kind of know how he's going to do it, but let's look what it looks like. Let me, let me show you some differences here. Caterpillars are pests. Let's get that in your spirit right now. Because I'm comparing you before Christ to a caterpillar. And I'm comparing me. They're pests. They're machines that are made to eat everything. They're, they're, they're super eaters. In fact, there's never been an animal like a caterpillar. They may be the one animal that gets bigger than any other animal. You say, well, you're exaggerating. Their egg is the size of the head of a needle. All right. The tobacco hornworm gets 10,000 times bigger than it starts in 20 days. 10,000 times bigger. You know, a monarch gets 30,000 times bigger in the caterpillar stage. You say, that's not that big of a deal. Let's say you're an eight pound baby and you're 10 times bigger by the time you're an adult. You're 80 pounds. Let's say you're a hundred times bigger. You're 800 pounds. Now let's say you're 30,000 times bigger. They say that maybe no animal in the whole animal kingdom grows that fast as a, as a caterpillar. They're eating machines. In fact, do you know that they destroy entire forests? They're eating machines. Their job is to eat, 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 eat. Their mouth is made with strong jaws to eat leaves and just get as fat as they can possibly get. They're all about just me, 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 eat, 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 eat. But here's the thing. They're fattening up because they need to have all those nutrients in there because God wants them to have change. They have to have all that. They have to have it stored up because of what's ahead. And so this caterpillar is a pest. This caterpillar is toxic. Oh, say somebody say, Pastor, you didn't go there. Because I know some toxic people. You and me are toxic without Christ. You know there's certain caterpillars you can't really pick up. Let me know this. There are certain ones that are downright poisonous. And their hair is toxic and they're just a toxic little creature. And, and listen to some of these other things that are different from a butterfly. Caterpillar has strong jaws that chew up leaves. But butterflies, their mouths are changed and they only drink nectar and they only promote plant growth. And they pollinate flowers. One is fruitful Yet one is destructive. Mm. Man, God knows what he's talking about. I don't even have to preach these sermons. I don't even have to preach them. That'll do some preaching right there. Caterpillars have six legs on their thorax and false legs called prolegs on their abdomen. But butterflies have only six legs and none of them are on their abdomen. Is this the same animal? Can you see the two of them together? And if somebody didn't tell you they were the same animal, would you even believe it? Like furry caterpillar, beautiful monarch. 
I wouldn't even think they were the same animal, would you? Oh, church, I've seen people that have given their life to Christ and they don't look like the same person. This is true. I've seen people metamorphosize and they're not the same person. You're not the same person you were a few months ago. Trust me, I know. A lot of you in this room weren't the same person you were. You metamorphosized. Caterpillars walk slowly on stubby legs. But butterflies fly long distances, thousands of miles. Well, hold on. Well, didn't I, when I knew you before, didn't you travel really slow? Didn't you only go an inch at a time? Well, now look at you. <laughs> thousands of miles. Didn't I see you in the undergrowth before? You're not in the undergrowth anymore. You're in the heavens now. I mean, you can see that this is like the perfect analogy for finding Christ in your life. Hallelujah. This is interesting. Caterpillars are sexless. They're neither male nor female. They cannot mate. Butterflies are either a male or a female and mate and lay eggs. You say, well, how's that? That's interesting. What happens when you come to Christ? All of a sudden, you want to tell everybody about Christ. You want to be fruitful. You want to multiply the kingdom. And God literally designed that butterfly to be fruitful, bear fruit, and also multiply and lay more of those creepy little eggs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder, I just wonder sometimes, do the butterflies come back and evangelize? Do they come back to the worms and just kind of like float down in between them and say, hey... You're ugly now. But there's going to come a day if you listen to what I say, you're going to look like me. (laughs) And then he flies back away. How many think they do that? How many think butterflies? There should be a cartoon about that. There should be. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes I feel like that little butterfly just come right down and say, hey, I was a creepy little worm like you. But the Lord saved me and fly away. Hallelujah. How many feel that way sometimes? Man, you feel like God's changed me so much. Sometimes I walk around, I always tell my girls, I'm a rich man. But you know, I'm poor. (laughs) But how many know it feels like you're a rich man when you got the Lord? When you got the Lord in your heart, man, it changes everything inside of you. Hallelujah. This is a really good one. Caterpillars have simple eyes composed of a single lens and only see in black and white. Man, I kind of remember when I wasn't serving the Lord. I mean, that feels like black and white. (laughs) Something happened when I came to the Lord and it says, butterflies have compound eyes with multiple lenses and can see arrays of colors. Caterpillars have small antennae that help them smell and find food. Butterflies have larger antennae to find flowers and mates. Butterflies even use their antenna as light receptors to detect the time of the day to prepare them for sleep. When it gets dark, they can actually use their antenna to navigate and migrate long distances by detecting the sun's position. It is a sophisticated GPS. Again, lay these two creatures next to each other, and if you weren't told the end of the story, who would think that that was the same creature? And I'm telling you, when you receive Christ in your life, 
This is how much you change. It's not just that I made a profession of faith. It is something happened to me that I'm not the same person anymore. I don't get mad like I used to. I don't treat people like I used to. I have a different level of forgiveness than I used to have. I have a gentleness I didn't have before. How many know the only way that happens is to look in the mirror and say, what does Christ look like? This morning when I get up, how does Christ look? The next morning when you get up, how does Christ look? And how many know God is changing you into his glory if you'll do that day by day? Hallelujah. So how does he change? How does he change? The Bible says, faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. And boy, I could just see this little caterpillar starting to eat nutrients. Maybe he walks into the house of the Lord and thinks, delicious. Man, that was a good spiritual meal. How many have ever felt that? Man, those words uh, that the Lord sent my way, I ate it up. Then I eat a little more up. Then I eat a little more up. Eat a little more up. And this caterpillar just gets chubby with nutrients. Fat little caterpillar, 30 times the size. Hey, I gained a little weight during the holidays, but I didn't do 30,000 my, times my size. I don't think. I better check that out. You know, that's amazing. And God just starts filling you with hope. Starts filling you with that word. And here you are just inching along in life, thinking there's no purpose in your life. Thinking that there's no plan for your life. And all the while, these nutrients are coming your way. Chubby little caterpillar. And something happens to the caterpillar. In fact, plenty of things happen. This caterpillar starts uh, emptying himself of his skin. In fact, a monarch, I think, does it five times. He grows out of his skin, almost like a snake does. And it has to grow out of its skin and get new skin. Grow out of its skin and get new skin. It molts five times. Some insects molt 27 times. How many, how many know that God intends that you grow out of your skin? He wants you to be different. He wants you to be changed. He wants you to be transformed. He wants to fill you with his word. And then this caterpillar who doesn't move very far. In fact, how long would it take a caterpillar right here to get to that sound booth? I would imagine he would look up and say it is a journey to get to the back. Something inside of the caterpillar starts to pursue the tree. Something in him says, I was meant for a change. How many has ever happened to you? You start looking at that cross of Christ. And something inside says, hey man, I've ate enough. I've ate enough. I'm as big as I'm going to get in this world. Something's calling him to that tree. And he begins to pursue it. And how many know this is a long journey? He gets to the tree. Somehow he gets up that tree. 
who was built to climb it, finds himself a leaf, and then God just wraps him up in a silk cocoon. How many have ever found the tree? How many have ever been wrapped in a cocoon of grace? And inside that cocoon, they don't know any other way to explain it. They said the DNA was in that caterpillar. And everything that says caterpillar shuts off. And everything that says butterfly turns on. And his entire body is different. His mouth changes, his leg changes. In fact, as he's molting, his wings are even beginning to develop by the last molt. And he's starting to see with each time he grows out of his skin that hey, something is here that I didn't know was here. And, and church, you just start to get that upward call. And you start to say, man, I've tried everything else in life. I've tried. I've, I've filled myself with everything else. And, and you can just sense that God's saying it's time to change. It's time to change from what you are to what I want you to be. And we take that old man, we run to the tree, which is the cross of Christ. He wraps us up in his grace and it says inside that place, the caterpillar literally dies. And as he's dying, something else comes alive. And they said it's the most painful experience that the caterpillar will have up until this point. Because everything is changing in that cocoon. Everything is being prepared in that cocoon. And God just doesn't... You know, if you were to come and rip the cocoon open and help the butterfly, he would never be able to fly. But in that cocoon, he begins struggling. He begins to fight his way out. And God uses that to strengthen him and prepare him and get him ready. And and he begins to bust through the cocoon. And then within seconds, he's changed. And he begins to have a whole different life, church. And can I tell you this morning, that's where God's calling all of you. In fact, I've seen this transformation day by day. Um, I've seen people who have been stubborn their whole life. Now, don't point to anybody, but how many know somebody like that? I got one still. I got one here. I'm glad I've got one. I've been there. How many have looked in the mirror and said, you are a stubborn person? But then you look again and you say, well, wait a minute. There's Jesus in that mirror. And I need to be like him. And so you lay yourself down and you say, Lord, I want to be transformed. I may have known somebody, like I said, don't point, it's probably not any of us. How many have known some that were angry people, frustrated people and Every time something didn't go just right, fits of rage and anger and bitterness, unforgiveness. And we can look in the mirror and say, man, that is me. Or we can behold him in the mirror and say, I want to be transformed and be just like him. And how many know if you lay that down, 
crawl over to that tree, let him wrap you up in his grace. How many know you will emerge different? And can I tell you, church, this book, that's what it's about. It's about having a metamorphosis. It's about not being the same person tomorrow that you are today. And you say, well, man, I've changed. I'm not the way I was yesterday, and I'm different today. But can I tell you something? Corinthians goes very much in depth. It says that one day, this body that is corruptible is going to be planted like a seed. And it says if Christ is in us, it'll be raised incorruptible. It'll be buried in dishonor, but be raised in honor. And God, in a moment, if we're a believer and we have that seed of Christ in us, just like that caterpillar has that seed in him, that DNA that switches on and says, now he's a butterfly. One day we're going to be buried or we'll be fortunate enough to be those that are here and alive and present. And it says in a moment, a twinkling of an eye will be changed. And how many know at that moment, this body will be buried. And if we're a believer, that seed will come alive. It'll say no more man, no more man, no more man. And it'll say glorified body like Christ, like Christ, like Christ, incorruptible. Can you imagine us buried in corruption and raised up in incorruptible? Not sinning anymore like Christ? And church, that is the hope of glory. You say, why is it so important? Because after that is the judgment. And the Bible says that we'll be judged for the things we did in our body. And if I have Christ's seed in me, and I'm raised incorruptible, and I'm given a new body, and I stand judgment before God, what does my body look like now? How many want to be judged in that body? But if you don't have Christ, we won't be raised incorruptible. We'll have to stand judgment for the things we did in that body. And church, I don't want that. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I want to be raised incorruptible. Man, I, there's going to come a day. I, I, I just get so excited when I say this. There's going to come a day the dead in Christ will rise. We'll all meet in the air and we're all going to look different. What a day that will be. <laughs> What a day that will be. And you say, well, man, I don't know. I've got a grudge. I don't know. I've got unforgiveness. And that day, it's all gone. All the complicated nature of it's gone. And that day we'll meet in the air. We'll all be changed. That's why we trust Him. Because the day is coming. That cocoon's going to split wide open. And we're going to be with Him forever. Hallelujah, church. This metamorphosis is everything. I'm, I'm so glad they used that word to define it <laughs> because the creature I was is not the creature that I am. They don't look nearly the same, but the creature I'll be, oh, it certainly doesn't look like the creature I was. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, we're as different as that caterpillar is to the butterfly. And it's all because of him. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. And we're going to celebrate that this morning. With water baptism, how many know that is the representation of burying ourselves with the old life and rising up in the new life? Hallelujah. So those of you who um, are preparing to be baptized, you can be dismissed right now to go change and get ready.
Hallelujah. Worship team, if you could come up here. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm just going to close with this. Maybe you've had a lot of altar calls where it was just, hey, say this prayer and you got your insurance policy. You know, an insurance policy. My house burns down, I'm all right. I wreck my car, it'll be replaced. Okay, now I got it taken care of and the box is checked that if I die, I'm going to heaven. Church, it's so much more. He doesn't present it like that in the Bible. He presents it as, you will never be the same again. You will change. New life will come into you. Can I tell you something? When this gets inside of you, you will talk to people. They'll say, that's not the same person. You'll react to situations and they'll say, that is not the same person. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? So I'm going to pray with you this morning, church. I'm going to leave these altars open. And I just want to ask you, if you've never given your heart to the Lord, I want to pray with you this morning. And so we've got a place up here. I just want you to bow your heads this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, as long as we have hope in our body, as long as we have hope and life in our body, that offer is still there. But how many know there's going to come a time when there's no more opportunity? And the Bible says, today is the day of your salvation. If you're here today and you've never given your heart to the Lord and you say, man, I want that change. I want that transformation in my life. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. I'm not going to embarrass you. If that's you this morning. Let me see that hand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Church, I just want to tell you, if you've never prayed that prayer and never followed through and given your life completely to Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, how many know this pastor is always here to pray with you? You can find me afterward. You can find me when everybody's gone. You can call me. But the most important thing in life is that we find Jesus Christ, that transformation that's going to change you forever. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're just going to worship for a moment before, while they're changing and getting ready to be baptized. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. Lord, as always, Lord, we, um, we love you, Lord, and we thank you for everything you've done in our lives, Lord. Lord, if there are those in here, Lord, that have never received you as the Lord of their life, have not been transformed, Lord God. I just pray right now that this message would reach their heart, Lord. Like that little caterpillar, Lord, with no future and no purpose. Lord, I pray that their antennas would rise up and just say, Lord, you're calling me for change. Oh, Holy Spirit, right now, let them know what's in them. You put eternity in every heart. You put the hope of glory in every heart. Lord, I pray right now that you would awaken that. Lord, those who are here that have received your life, 
I pray for true transformation, Lord. Not just a book, not just a service, but real, true transformation, Lord God. That we'd lay down all of our attitudes and look in the mirror, Lord God, of Jesus Christ and His image. And Lord, that we would desire with all of our heart every day to be like Him, Lord. Like You, Lord Jesus. I pray all these things in Your name. And everybody said... Amen. Let's worship for a few minutes as they're getting ready this morning. Hallelujah. Church, before I start here too, something I want to bring to your attention. Um, If you've ever given your heart to the Lord and you never followed up with that step of water baptism, um, I've included these handouts here. This is what I give to each person who gets water baptized just to answer questions. How many know it's a believer's baptism? If you've given your life to Christ, it doesn't matter when it was, you can ask the pastor and I'll baptize you. Hallelujah. So just if you're wondering about it, you're curious about it, uh, these handouts are for you right here. Hallelujah. So grab one if you want to know a little more about it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.